2436B. Some of those other good men didn't put a stop to me. 
But we said we didn't have nothing to do with those lamps. They belonged to the company. He could have broke a thousand of them. So in the morning, he took his time. He was too much ashamed to stay at the camp anymore. He took his time and he went away. He was a A number one man, Jack Tank, with a cancer. He's not, not to be beat. Oh, geez, he was a good cancer man. He is not a teamster, but he was a good cancer man. And my sister, when married Walter Ozzie, she went out for a, for a visit out in, the, in the Montana, and she met him there. And he told her about all the fights that we, about all the fights that we used to have in the camp out here where I was working, where I was working. And he told her about the whole story. And when she came home, she commenced to tell me all that stuff. And I said, sure, it is Jack Parent. She said his name was Jack Parent. I said, sure. Well, did you ever go on a, ri a drive down the river? I went just about seven days on the Yarn Bay here for the Bayshore Lumber Company, if you ever heard about them. The Bayshore for Gleason was our foreman. Did you learn how to burl logs? Oh, I could burl logs quite a bit, but uh, we were five on one log and we burled into the bottom, too. I tell you, we were too many of us on the log. I went to break the rollers into a marsh and we was putting dynamite under. And then we had to jump on the log and hurry up and get out of there. And we had two logs and we were supposed to jump on the long one and then cross over on the small one. But before we knew anything about it, the whole five men was onto the one log and it commenced to sinking up to here and I kept on telling them, don't dance, don't jump on it or we'll all go in, the logs will spread. Get over on the other log, I had my TV drove into it, the log, you know, so to hold it for them to get on, but nobody got on, everybody went down in. We damn near got drowned. I can walk in the bottom of a river. The water don't raise me. I can just go, that's like throwing that stove in the bottom. And I can walk in the bottom. I walked and was a bend, uh, about the width of the cross this house where I walked in eight feet of water and I struck a little lump of ground and me and a tall, slim fellow like you got onto this and of course it was going right here to me, the water, but him, he only had somebody's shoulders and I kept on hanging on to him and we only had a little bit of a spot the size of this chair where we were, we were standing on and we hollered to the foreman to give us a pipe pole throw us a pipe and he thrown the pipe pole the sharp end first and he damn near drove it into us and then we caught the pipe pole you know and the first log come down the river we speared it and brought it to us and then I got on first when I went to jump on the end you know I went out of sight underwater my clothes were so heavy you know when I got about the center of course she balanced it and then I took the pipe pole and I pulled myself ashore and then I shoved him back the pipe pole so that he could catch the other log and Johnny had quit the, the, at the lunch before so he didn't want to, for me to stay there. I was nothing but a boy. So we came home. That's all the driving I got there. I was on in Kennedy, though, on the little Georgian Bay. We cleaned up all the river there and for Charlie Moore and Glover. I worked there again. Oh. Uh, I didn't drive in this country, but I went in Kennedy. How were the, how were the living conditions in these camps? Oh, geez, good. Good, good living. But it was work night and day, but good lunch and good eat. What about the camp? Were they clean or...? Oh, yes. They were kept in pretty good clean. The floors washed every Saturday night. What about the bed? And the bed, bed, they were lousy. Bed. Sometimes they were lousy. Sometimes they were lousy years ago. You'd have to wash your own clothes. There was no oh, a lady washer or anything else like you have now and have nice uh, steel bunks. It was all... And the first beginning of all, it was uh, muzzleloader bunks. Muzzleloader bunks means this way that you're heading your head to the wall and your feet to the bench. But then afterwards, they, they got the style of putting it the other way. 
shows that you can't put in more men than there is room in the camp. Hmm? Did you ever stay in a convoy camp? I stayed in tents and I stayed in every kind of camp. I stayed in tents way up to New Year's. We just three, four logs around and put a tent on it and stayed there for Charlie Moore and Glover in, in Kennedy. Uh, in this town, were there ever any stories about, uh, about ghosts, uh, No. Like there that? is a ghost story. I'll tell you what it is in a short time. There's an island yet today. It doesn't work the same way, though, called the Devil's Island on the Shigami Lake right here. There, you can see it, that nobody could sleep there. Somebody must have been killed in the time of the Indians. And when they'd go to lay down on that bloody island, they'd wake up and their feet was in the water. They'd drag down. It seemed as though it was a ghost that would come to them. I never seen it, but lots of them, they call it yet today the Devil's Island. And they'd get up and put this up, up on the bank farther, fall asleep again. By the time they'd wake up, their feet was in the water. What done it? Nobody could ever find out. The mystery of the Devil's Island. Now, if you want another Indian story, I'll tell you. Uh, An Indian murder story. Well, once upon a time, you know, in the early days of my father here, there was Albert Levine down here that went to Michigami. And the uh, Indians, when they got too old, they used to kill them when they couldn't follow the rest, when they couldn't go hunting or couldn't do anything. One young man was living with his mother that was 80 years old, and he was due to kill her. So he didn't know how to get at it. So one Sunday morning, Albert Levine was there. He commenced to have a fight with his mother. And he said that he took his oar of his boat, which was made out of cedar. If it had been made out of pine or tamarack or Norway pine or something, it would have killed her cold. But he broke his, his oar all into a hundred pieces on his mother's head, trying to kill her. And of course he did. He succeeded. But it took her until Monday morning before she died. He was an awful kind-hearted boy to his mother, wasn't he? That's as true as I'm here. Yeah, Albert Levine saw that from his own eyes. Yeah, he saw that from his own eyes. And he said, the deers, you could just take a rock and throw at them from, at the beach, of, at the bathing grounds today. He said, deers was all over those huts that the Indians had. They lived there, you know. Yes. They lived there. But when my father come to this country, one man got killed right at the furnace there. Got killed right at the furnace there, where Ready Handles Place is, where you turn off that short road there. One man got killed right there by the man got killed right there by the man got killed right there.